Hey, welcome to episode 11. This episode is going to be about what happens when we decide to end a relationship. So a lot of the times in the past, I definitely was the one who was broken up with. So not the person doing the breaking up or making the decision to end a relationship, but really the person who was broken up with. And one of the things that made that really, really hard is that I just didn't understand the other side at all. And I didn't understand like, why was someone breaking up with me? Why weren't they continuing to try to make it work? What was going on? So today we're going to talk about what it's like when we decide to end a relationship. And I'm going to share with you a relationship that I recently ended and my experiences and what I went through. Now, this is just one sliver. This is just my experience in this one specific relationship. So this doesn't mean that this is like how your partner's feeling that just broke up with you, but it can help you start to understand like what we go through when we end a relationship. And if you've decided to end a relationship, maybe because of somehow someone's treating you or you've just got to a point where it needs to end, um, I just want you to know that you're not alone and that it's really normal to have lots of different conflicting thoughts and feelings. So I'm going to tell you about one of my cats. So I have a couple cats. I really love cats a lot, if you haven't learned that about me yet. And I also foster cats for Regina Cat Rescue where I live. So I have three cats that live with me all the time. And then I'll usually take in another foster cat or sometimes two. And over the past about a year and a half, um, I was fostering two cats that were named Kit Kat and Oreo. And they were a bonded pair. So they were meant to foster and live with me for a while and then to um, find a home together, which is what eventually happened. So like I said, I had these cats for about a year and a half and me and um, Oreo, I also have a pet name for him. It's Mr. Cookie. So I'm probably going to use that interchangeably. Now, Kit Kat and I got along fine. She's a great cat. She loves everybody. She's a real sweetheart. But Oreo and I really bonded and had kind of a special bond. So at first he seemed like kind of aloof, you know, he just hanging out in the house being, you know, his cat self. But over time, over the year and a half that I had him, we started to really get into quite a routine. You know, he would be the cat that when I went up to bed, he would be the one that would always follow me to bed. Like if I went up to my bed, he would be there like 10 minutes later. And he would be the cat that if I woke up in the middle of the night, he would be there most likely. He'd sometimes get up to go to the bathroom, have a snack, do what cats do in the middle of the night. But he'd he'd come back, right? And he'd sleep with me all night. And he was also the cat who I'm not a big um, physical touch person. I like physical touch, but I don't like to have to like pet the cat. Like I don't want to be actively petting someone or like I'm not the person to give someone a massage. I'm more the person like I just like if they sit close to me. And Mr. Cookie was the same way. He liked to be close, but he didn't want to be pet me petting him or me like hugging him or him like sitting on top of me, he would just sit beside me, you know, either like a little bit down from me on the couch or right beside my leg, keeping me warm. And it just became such a routine, right? The routine of me and Mr. Cookie, right? When it was time to go to bed, oh, Mr. Cookie would come and sleep with me. When it was time to get up, Mr. Cookie would be there mewing along with Kit Kat to get fed. And This is what happens in a long-term relationship, right? Yes, there's like all the relationship pieces and maybe the wonderful things, but a lot of what a relationship is is just that routine and consistency and reliability, right? Our life becomes 
so intertwined with this other person or this other being, in this case, a cat, that we don't even really realize it. It just kind of happens over time where so much of my day, you know, every day when I would go to bed and when I would wake up, it was really around him, right? And when I would come home and he was just always around, right? And always there. And this happens a lot of the time in our relationships, And so when the relationship ends, we don't even realize it, but there's this void that opens up, right? This void of now when I go to bed, it's just me going to bed. Now, sometimes one of my other cats might come, but none of them with the consistency of Mr. Cookie. Like he always like, you know, 10 minutes later, he'd be in my bed, right? I'd be like, time to go to bed. He'd be there. And So when we have that, then we have this void of like, okay, this was my routine. Something's missing, right? And it can feel like this person is missing because they are. That was our routine for so long and it was what we were doing. Okay, so let's talk about the decision process that I went through to end the relationship. So I want to start off by saying that, first of all, I had decided before Mr. Cookie, before I met him, what I was looking for, right? And I was just looking to foster cats. I knew that I had three cats. That's kind of the capacity that I'm at. Um, I can't really have more cats than that for a variety of reasons. Um, There's just too many cats in the house then. You can have more cats. It's totally fine if you want them. Um, Also, if I'm traveling at all, it makes it more difficult when I have more cats. just also the work too required. There's more, a lot more cleaning and vacuuming, more food and litter costs. And when I have more cats than my three cats, my three are really great for um, accepting other cats into the house. But when I have more than three, it, it can be harder. I can't really foster cats then. So it makes it more difficult. So I had decided before I had this foster of Mr. Cookie, what I wanted and what I was looking for, right? And then Mr. Cookie came into my life and it was great, right? I'm used to having, usually when I have foster cats, I'll have them for less than six months, like maybe three months or six months would be a long time. And so over time, we just kind of got more and more close and more and more close. And I really thought about adopting him and keeping him, him and his um, Kit Kat, like the other, the cat that he was bonded pair with. I really thought about keeping them, but with, in my logic mind, like when it wasn't just with the feelings, when I was really making that decision, I was like, you know what? This isn't really the best fit. They needed a lot of extra care. They were both overweight cats and the rest of my cats, one of my cats that I have all the time, Jesse runs a little bit underweight actually. So I really, it's really important that I have food out for him all the time so he can eat as much as he should probably eat more than he does. Um, and these cats were overweight and they really needed their weight to be managed and they just had different healthcare concerns that needed to be looked at. And they're great, amazing cats, but they needed a pretty high level of care. And for the other reasons I mentioned, it's just, I wanted the flexibility and I wanted to be able to travel and having more cats kind of would prevent that. So my logic side knew, I also just didn't have the time for each cat. So I felt like with the five cats that I didn't have the individual attention for them. Like there just wasn't space in my life to really prioritize each of them and to spend a lot of time with them. Now, 
these reasons, you might be like, yeah, but you're talking about cats. But I want you to think about with people, this can, these can be really valid reasons, right? Sometimes we just don't have the capacity for a close relationship. We're really busy with work. We're really busy with like maybe some stuff at home. And we want, you know, kind of like a foster level relationship. We maybe want to hang out with someone, but we just don't have the capacity to really put the time and, and effort into it that for a long-term lasting relationship. Or sometimes we know like, hey, you know what? I know I want to move in a couple years or I know I want to go back to school or I know that I just don't really want something serious because I'm finding myself. Those are all really valid reasons to just not quite want a relationship, right? And for us to decide to end a relationship, it can be all of those things. So sometimes what happens is we have these really logic reasons, right? We know this actually isn't the best fit for either of us. And that was what it really came down to for me. It wasn't that I didn't care about Mr. Cookie or love him. It's so funny. I think when I'm saying Mr. Cookie, but it was really that I felt like for both of us, like I knew that he had to stay with Kit Kat and I felt like for the two of them that the best would be to find a really caring foster home with a great foster mom, which is what they have and what they found, um, that really had that time and energy and could really be what they needed, uh, even though we had that bond. So what happened was I made that decision and then as it got kind of closer, you know, when time goes on, I sort of like, oh, I'm really bonded to Mr. Cookie though. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should adopt him and Kit Kat. And I really thought about it, but I was like, this just isn't quite the right time. My finances were a little bit tight. There's an adoption fee. I'm like, I'm just going to kind of wait it out. I just, this isn't quite the right time. And about maybe five months before I had actually thought about placing him in another foster home because I was super busy and feeling overwhelmed and just like stressed out. And I was like, oh, this is just another obligation, which again, people can feel about relationships, right? If we are not going into a relationship really thinking, hey, this is what I want, I'm willing to put in the time and the effort, a relationship can start to feel sometimes like an obligation, not because you are an obligation, not because Mr. Cookie was an obligation, but because for where I was at, it just wasn't something that I had wanted. So I almost decided to adopt them. And then I got the news that someone, um, they're like listed on a foster website and that someone had applied to be their foster parent. And I was like very mixed feelings because I knew I was like, Mr. Cookie is such a huge part of my life. Like he really is a big part of my support system. And when we have, like he's, I mean, maybe not my primary attachment, but like one of my main attachments, right? Mr. Cookie, I spend the most time with. He's the one who sleeps with me every night. This is my main attachment. So even though I had these thoughts about, you know what, I know this isn't quite right, a right fit for us. Like I, we both care about each other. We're bonded to each other, but it's, it's for other reasons for like what I want and for what he wants. It wasn't quite a fit. And for with Kit Kat in the mix in there, even though I knew that it's really hard when we're like our, our kind of attachment or like emotional side gets triggered because we know, oh, oh, like I'm going to miss him though. I'm really going to miss him. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to meet the foster mom and see because he had had someone. um, We had another foster um, potential like parent, potential owner, I guess, um, meet him about three months before and it hadn't been a fit. I just sort of had a sense that I'm like, this isn't quite the right fit. I'm going to keep them. This isn't the right parent. But then this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman came to look at them and she was just the sweetest and had the biggest heart. 
and it just really fit, right? Like I really knew that this person and what she's looking for and what they need, I knew that this is going to be a little bit of a struggle and a little bit of like this breakup, I'm going to call it, was going to be hard. Like I knew that it would be hard on them and it was hard on them. Um, you know, they're cats. They didn't want to go through this. They don't know what's happening. They disagree. They're like, I'm in this nice warm house. Why are you making me go in this kennel to this other lady's house? And so at first, of course, it was disruptive, right? And so when that happens, right, I made the decision. Yeah, I think you should take them. Like based on my logic, I know that this is the right decision. Then our kind of like sadness kicks in and our loneliness, Because after he left the house, you know, first of all, it was disruptive, which breakups often are, right? He didn't want to go in the kennel. He was very, very um, stressed out, was hiding under her bed at first, didn't want to come out, didn't want to eat. Like, that's what happens in a breakup, right? We are very, very stressed. And we are like, what is happening? What is going on? My primary attachment figure who I used to to soothe is gone. What, What the heck is going on here, right? And we're upset. And that's what happens. And I was upset too, even though I knew that it was, well, even though my logic had decided it was the best decision, I started questioning it, which is what we do. I'm sitting at home and I'm lonely and I'm used to him sitting beside me. And I'm like, I know he's in pain and I love him. So, you know, I deeply care about him. And that's part of why I made the decision that I was like, this isn't, you know, the best situation is going to be to find him a long-term home where he, you know, they can give him the attention and care he needs. And so I'm sitting there and I'm really like, oh my God, like, did I make a mistake here? Like, I'm feeling very, very lonely. I'm really used to having this cat around, this attachment figure, and I'm feeling really lonely. And it's those moments when we're feeling really lonely that we start to question ourselves. We start to think maybe I did make a mistake. And I started to think things like, and these things are true, Things like he, you know what? We're a perfect match. Like he's honestly a really perfect um, cat for me, just his personality and disposition. Because like I said, he likes to be close, but not on top, which is ideal for me, right? I like someone, you know, follows me to bed, but isn't waking me up at night and is beside me, but isn't like needy and wanting attention and right on top of me all the time. I'm like, it's perfect. And then we start to tell ourselves lies that we'll never find another cat like that, or we'll never find a person like that, right? That 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 was the most ideal thing ever. And we're going to be alone and lonely forever, just because we're feeling alone and lonely right now, because we're kind of in that stage of like, this sucks, right? We went from this thing that was sort of kind of working to now I have nothing. And I'm lost and I'm in this lonely void. And it is so hard in those moments when we're in a relationship, because I honestly think that if I could have texted Mr. Cookie, I probably would have. And I would have been like, Mr. Cookie, I'm sorry, come back. Right. Because it's so easy because we're in a lot of pain and we just want the pain to stop. And we know that if that person comes back, well, we think if that person comes back, that this pain is going to stop and that I'm not going to feel so lonely and I'm not going to have this disruption to my attachment. But it's not really always true, right? And we're not making the best decisions for ourselves or for that other person when we're really making decisions from that pain, from that lonely place, and from that that just pain, really, right? And stress. So what I did, and because I have these relationship tools, right? And I mean, 
because I also couldn't text him was probably useful. But what I did was I really reminded myself and grounded myself into this is part of the process. This is normal. It's really, really normal for us to have decided to end a relationship and to feel awful, to feel like we've lost something because we have, we've lost that primary attachment. And even though it's the best decision, it still hurts, right? It still sucks. And it's so easy for us to really start to question ourselves and to be like this pain, I shouldn't be feeling this way. And I just reminded myself that, you know what, this is normal. Of course, I'm going to be sad. I was with that cat for a year and a half and we were with each other every day. And I was really worried about him because I felt so bad that I knew that he was going through a lot of stress and that he didn't really understand what was happening, right? And I also knew that if I waited long enough, if I let that pain pass, that it would it would reveal itself to me that it was the right decision, that I would find out over time that it was the right decision. And with Oreo or Mr. Cookie, I call him both. I want you to know that it really was the right decision. His um, new foster, not foster mom, but new mom, um, new cat mom, um, told me that, she, you know what, he was upset for like about a day or a day and a half. And then he came out of his shell and he was fine, right? He was eating. He was playing with his toys. He slept on her bed. He was okay, right? He was okay. So when relationships end, we go through that stressful time, right? We go through the stress and the indecision of like, what should I do? Is this the right decision? And then we go through like, yep, this is the right decision. And then we go through questioning ourselves and then pain and back and forthness. And we also can get to the other side where we know that it is the right decision and where we know that, yeah, this was the right decision. I made the best decision and I figured this out. So if you've just ended a relationship or if you're like in the midst of it or whether it's a relationship or ending a job or ending a career, whatever it is, I just want you to know that pain's part of the process and that it's okay and that you don't need to make the pain mean that you made the wrong decision or that you did something wrong because your mind's going to do that because your mind's trying to get out of the pain any way it can. But I just want you to know that it's part of the process and it'll be okay. Both you and the other person We'll figure it out and it will, it will end up being okay. So if you have any questions about this, or if you've just been through something like this, I want you to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at relationship anxiety coach, send me a DM. Let me know if you relate to this, either maybe with a partner or with a pet or with a friend or any kind of thing that's ended. And I'll talk to you guys next week.